Wake up, John Doe, you're the hope of the world. was the one who paid those kidnappers to do the thing yeah i don't know because it like they had her name so like do you think she paid them to no because they figured out who the guy was yeah but i think it was supposed to be the guy either way i think they thought that the ex was going to be the one that was in the house but but it was the new chick yeah, I think they did think that, but what I'm saying is, like, I don't think the whole um, ransom thing happened. Like, nobody paid ransom, right? 
did they did they ask for one? Yeah, remember he asked oh. that guy for like what fifteen or twenty thousand dollars, and then the cops put his phone on airplane mode. Yeah, because he said he couldn't. Uh, he didn't have the money or something, right? Yeah. And then the cop, yeah, the cops put it on airplane mode, and they didn't like reach back out or something. Yeah, dude, that was fucking one wild ride. <sighs> How do you feel about it? I don't know, man. I feel like uh, I feel bad for everyone involved. Yeah, at first I really did think that the girlfriend was faking it, like the chick that that just did fake her kidnapping, like last last year. You know what I mean? Who faked her kidnapping? The girl that was actually kidnapped. She had faked it before? No, I'm saying when I was first watching the documentary, I thought... Oh, you like the, the chick girl- that... In, what was that? Atlanta or something, right? Yeah, something she like that. She says she got, like, she disappeared off the highway or something? Yeah, because there was, like, a baby in front of her car? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to turn out something like that. Whatever happened to that lady? She got charges, right? Uh, I don't know. I think it kind of, like, all... She may have gotten some charges. I don't, I'm not sure. They said something about how she was trying to make her ex jealous or something, right? I don't know if she ever admitted that. Like, I think, like, it was implied, but I don't know if that mm. was, like, a statement that she ever admitted to, like, the authorities. The Facebook detectives were the ones what that What gets me is, like, the faith that these two people had in the justice system. What do you mean? The like, face? the guy... That, like, he called the police right away, and, like, immediately he was the, um... Yeah, well... Target. From their perspective, they were like, it's always the boyfriend, right? It's, like, such bad police work. Yeah. Well, his name was Matt Mustard or some shit like that. Yeah, Detective Mustard. <laughs> yeah, so we watched this uh, documentary called... What was it called? American Nightmare? Yeah. Yeah. On Netflix. It was like... I mean, they, the girl was gone for 48 hours. I mean, this Netflix special or whatever it was in itself just proved Patrice O'Neill's joke, right? Which one? The one where he said that, like, uh, the world makes a lot of, like, news about blonde-haired white girls that go missing. Yeah. And, like... This girl was missing for less than two whole days, and she got, like, a three-part docuseries. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird story, but either way. It's a crazy story. I'm sure way crazier stuff happens to, like... She she was, like, assaulted twice by the guy, right, when she was kidnapped? But the the crazy thing was he had a they made like connections and apparently he had a history of doing it before and every time he was about to reach the point of assaulting the person the person would say something to make him feel bad and then he'd be like oh oh jeez I can't do this uh maybe get a dog next time and then he he would give them like advice and then he wouldn't <laughs> assault them, right? Yeah. yeah but, so leave. here's what was getting me. You remember when we were talking about, was it like in the Mormon law or the Christian law that it doesn't count as a rape unless the woman cries out? Uh, who was that? Amish? Uh, I think it was, I think it was the Mormon, one of the Mormon sectors yeah. or, th- or something. And I'm thinking, I wonder if he had some sort of like belief system like that, that like if the woman didn't really say no. Yeah. Well, they said he was like an ex army guy and yeah. an ex lawyer. No, was he? Was he like an ex? They said he went to Harvard Law School. Yeah, I don't know if he was actually practicing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy documentary. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I um, guess we should start the show. Oh yeah. Uh, hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Actual Comedy Presents, an actual podcast. I'm Andrew Ace, and I'm Aaron, and uh, we have a jam packed show uh, ahead of us today. Uh, we were just talking about that American Nightmare documentary. Um, I didn't expect us to binge the whole thing through. Yeah, me neither. 
Me neither. But it's another example of one that could have been done in like in one episode, like twenty minutes, like a twenty oh, twenty. All fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like, but I feel like at this point, everybody is trying to get their hands on any crazy story to make like a like a docu series on. Uh, now yeah like my coworker told me about this and i was like did i see that because we've seen so many that were crazy yeah, yeah. and um when she started telling me i was like oh wait no i don't think i saw that one so when we watched it i realized it was the one that she was talking about but i'm like damn like these people because a lot of my coworkers are a few years younger and so they've never seen like wild wild country or fucking the one with uh the the next door neighbor like the mormon next door neighbor that like kidnaps the girl and then brings her back and then marries her in mexico and oh, like the, the brobergs the brobergs yeah yeah but like those are like crazier stories to me yeah. i mean not that it should be a competition but that's what it's come down to though right it's yeah a like who has of, the craziest shit yeah i mean i i still think the bro the brobergs and the uh the uh wild wild country were are the top two for me those are pretty crazy i don't can you remember like any examples of the other ones that were wild uh the john of god ones i guess yeah, but, like, they were boring. Yeah, yeah. Wild Wild Country was awesome because Ma Anand Sheila's still alive, and she was, like, adding commentary yeah. after she'd done her, like, bid in jail for whatever they charged her with. Yeah, she paid her time. Yeah, and she's like, so I don't know what your problem is. She's like, everybody wants to see a circus. They should have just been, like, I just loved her, and I thought, like, it was just so compelling the whole time. Yeah? Yeah. What did you like about her the most? Um, I just thought I liked I liked her attitude. Her, her. I don't want an Indian girlfriend. Okay, that's fine. You think me? that's yeah. why he didn't want an Indian girlfriend? Who? Uh, Sabud. Sabud. No, he just I don't I don't think he wanted uh, familiarity. I think he wanted to branch out and try new things. He wanted to, he wanted to, uh, I don't know what I was about to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so cut that out. <laughs> I had a thing and then I got lost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, American Nightmare. So this guy, uh, his girlfriend gets uh, kidnapped and the cops think that he did it. And then uh, the girl shows back up like two days later. And then they, the cops think that they're both lying. They're in cahoots somehow. Yeah. And then what, what did it take for them to believe them? That other cop from Lake Tahoe to... Yeah, the other cop that found the goggles that were on this bitch that had the blonde hair that okay. was on it. Yeah. And to me, like, okay, she waited a little bit too long holding on to that hair. Yeah. If she would have just ran it through, like, the DNA database, yeah. you don't think that would have came up? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how intricate that database is at the time. It happened, like, what, 2016 or 2018, some shit like that? I don't know. It was, like, 10 years ago, yeah. Yeah. But he was like a peeper, right? He was going around peeping on people. Yeah, the guy was like a peeping Tom. Yeah. He kind of was following the, um, was it kind of like Richard ramirez Uh, a little, a little bit. bit where he was like Minus checking. Minus the killings. Checking to see whose doors were open and shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, creepy. I don't know. It's creepy, but again, it could have been done in like a one, maybe an hour. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, she had to get her voice back. She had to get her voice heard. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy that nobody believed her. And um, her boyfriend went to the cops to be like, we need to find her. Yeah. And they just spent, like, 24 hours, like, grilling this guy. Yeah, well, they did, They sent, like, one of the, what did they call it, a proof of life uh, thing? Where it was, like, a recording of her saying, like, 
my name is this, this is a memory that I have, and this is an event that just happened today. So they could, yeah. But he was in jail when they released that, so they were like, oh, okay, obviously he didn't do anything to her. Well, no, he never went to jail. No, well, he was in the jail, like, at the... Yeah, he was being questioned. He was being questioned, yeah. Yeah. And they had his phone, so he couldn't have uh, released it at the, the time. The weird thing to me was that the guy that actually did it was sending everything to the journalist. Well, because like, he, was, he was upset that the journalist didn't believe the girl. He was like, what the, what the hell do you mean? He was like, believe all victims. Yeah, he's like, I did it. Shit, I did it twice. I victimized her. <laughs> now stop blaming her boyfriend. I want you to... They, he asked them to like give a, a, like a public apology to them. Yeah, yeah. That's or he crazy. was going to do it again, they said. And then he did. Well, he tried to. Well, he tried to. He didn't get away. Yeah. This guy was really bad at his job. But Whoa. apparently, and I feel like this lady complied way too easily. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had like a fucking painted water gun. With a flashlight on it. With, with a strobe they said, light. They said it was like a strobe light that made them uh, disoriented. He made her, uh, what's zip tie, hair boyfriend. She just did it voluntarily. Yeah. Yo, he was using NyQuil to try to knock them out. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> How fucking susceptible are these motherfuckers to NyQuil? Because I'll tell you something. It takes about two hours for it to kick in for me. Mm, strawberry boom boom in my mouth. <laughs> that's the sound you make every time you drink some NyQuil. Yes, that's what it feels like. <laughs> it tastes like the color that uh, it is. Yeah. But why, it works. why does it taste so bad? I don't know. They've had like 30 years to figure it out. I don't know. I don't know if there's a way to make that good. There's got to be a way to... I mean, they added banana flavor to penicillin. Was like, that banana? No, it was cotton candy. Oh. Or bubble gum. Bubble gum. Bubble gum. Yeah. They added banana flavor you to think, other stuff. You think... I feel like banana on top of that mixture would be horrible. Well, I'm saying take the taste of it tasting bad away and replace it with banana don't put it on top of the nyquil taste i think banana is a terrible idea for medicines you don't like banana flavor or anything i like banana, banana flavored la- <laughs> i like banana flavored laffy taffies yeah. and those bb bats what's the bb bat they're like those old school like taffies candies that you like they were kind of chewy they're kind of like sugar daddies but they came in like vanilla mm. strawberry and banana Okay. Or banana, strawberry, and chocolate or something. And they look like they look like sugar daddies. You know okay. what I'm talking about? No. They're the best. Like runts? Were they runts? Uh, no, they were like tappies. <sighs> strawberry boom boom in my mouth. God. Strawberry was the best. The, the more times we play that clip, the creepier I get at it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we go on with our uh, first segment of the day here? Oh, yes, please. Let's get into it. All right. Uh, where we at here? Oh, here we go. And now we present to you comedies motion picture classics that's right everybody it's actual comedies motion picture classics where we uh, your crew here your your loyal crew aboard the uh, uh, ship actual comedy is that what is the that actual that? comedy ship yeah uh, uh, aboard that we, we we review right a uh, 
movie. A historical movie. A historical movie of cultural significance, yeah. right? Something that has changed the paradigm, as it were. Yeah, that made it, it made its mark on yeah. society. Yeah, exactly. Um, we've done this segment uh, a couple times already before, and it's been a hit every time. Yeah, um, and I think like this time we really talked before we picked a movie that we were gonna do. I think we talked about wanting to pick like a really classy movie yeah we wanted to class it up for you guys yeah exactly so do you want to reveal uh what movie title we decided to go with today yeah on that note um i think the next uh most important movie that we wanted to review for you guys is um fast five fast five uh which was released uh april 29 2011 thank you for writing that down uh you're welcome uh, i'm doing more research on this for these segments i appreciate um, that so uh do you want to discuss what happens in this movie like what what happens in fast five so, um, during this movie, uh, it opens, uh, kind of like with the closing of the, of the movie that preceded it. Fast four. No. Or no, it was. No, Fast and Furious. Oh, Fast and Furious. Okay, yeah, the, yeah. Those were taken out. They were, okay, yeah. I remember So, that. at the ending of that one, we see Dom Toretto being shipped off to his 25 to life sentence. Mm-hmm. And while he's getting shipped off... These cars start coming up next to him. Oh, oh man. shit! What's about to happen? What's about to happen? And he, his boy, his boy Paul Walker, and uh, Mia, and who's the other person? Uh, it's just the two. It's just the three of them. The three amigos. Okay. So anyway, they they flip the prison bus. Get get uh, Dom Toretto out. Yeah. And then they all have to go on the run, right? Yeah, because now they're they're wanted. Now they're wanted for like everything. Yeah. So uh, they end up in Rio. Brazil. Brazil. Yeah, that's right. Dom Mia and uh, Brian end up in Brazil. Uh, they start having to do, like, jobs, right, to try to get money. Yeah. Because they're on the run. Uh, and they meet the guy, right, from the first one. Oh, yeah. Is this when they meet him? Yeah, because he's in Brazil uh, waiting for them. And he has, like, a family there, remember? Oh. Oh, Vince. Yeah, is that his name? Yeah, the shitty guy that was, like, mad at Paul Walker in the first one. Yeah, because he stole Mia from him. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Vince has, like, a family in Rio. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're waiting for Dom Toretto to come down so they could do a job together, right? Right, but, like, in the meantime, Vince has this job that's supposed to be really easy. They just got to jump on board of a plane, steal, a train. Uh, uh, whatever, train, plane. Yeah. I, I meant train. Yeah. They had to get on board of a train... And then they had to just, what, just get these uh, passes from DEA agents, use liquid nitrogen to cut the wall out of the side of the one cargo train. Yeah, and then get and these cars And stole a couple out. cars. Yeah, yeah. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So um, they do that. The plan goes a little bit awry. The job goes bad. They lose one car. Yeah. Uh, Dom Toretto and uh, Brian end up, like, in a, like, where were they? In, like, a basement? With the cartel? Yeah, because they were doing the job for the cartel. So the, they sunk the one car into the river because they had no choice. He kept saying, uh, I had to make a call. <laughs> and uh, then uh, the cartel came and got them and captured them. And he was like, well, tell me where the other car is. And the guy didn't want to. And Vin Diesel was like, I'm not going to tell you where the other car is because Mia had it, right? Right, right. And they were like, well, if you don't tell me where it is, we're going to come after your family, blah, 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 blah. So then uh, Dom and Brian find Mia, right, in this, like, garage. 
Is it Vince's garage? It's a garage in the favela. In the favela? In, in, in Brazil. Uh, so then they, they, like, take the car apart looking for something, right, that the cartel would be looking for. Yeah. And it's, like, a, a chip or, like, a, a memory card that goes into the GPS. Yeah, so Vince is the one that finds the chip. And then Vin Diesel walks in and sees him, and he's like... Oh, man, I wish I didn't see you doing that. Oh, yeah. Because then he thinks that he knew yeah, that yeah. that was on there. And then you can't trust him now. And then you can't trust him. Yeah. Um. So anyway, they find out that this memory card has this cartel member, like the leader, yeah. has all of the cash houses that this guy has, like in Rio, I guess. Yeah. There's like 10 of them. Yeah. And it's it has like what a hundred million dollars or something uh, over of, yeah over the ten houses or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over like a hundred million dollars. So this guy is trying to make sure that this information doesn't fall into the wrong hands. At the same time, we get another group of quote unquote good guys coming into the stage, right? <laughs> yeah, another group of uh another group of cops. Yeah. What were they? Federal agents? They were federales, I think. Federales? Yeah. So are they working for America? <clears throat> they were working I think when I was reading the review for this movie in preparation for this segment, I think I read somewhere that one of the people described uh the department as working for every law enforcement agency in the world or something like that. It sounds like a cabal. Yeah, but something. I guess they, they were the guys that, like, the FBI or, like, you know, London called or whatever. London calling? I guess, yeah. Anyway, so who shows up then? Good old DJ. DJ shows up. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Y'all. And honestly, for me, it took this movie from being, like, um, you know, just a regular run-of-the-mill series yeah. to being like something that is bigger than life. Oh man. So the presence of DJ elevated it. Yeah, it higher. did. And I can't decide if it did if it took away from the movie or if it uh, added to it. Cuz okay. I feel like it made it like like less realistic. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I yeah. was believing everything that was happening. Yeah. And then the rock shows up and he's like a monster. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just in size and in like, uh, like his, uh, presence on the film. Right. And they're always shooting him from like the waist up and like really, uh, look at like, it's always focused on his biceps. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. ever notice that? Yeah. They know what they're doing. Do they throw water on his face every time they do a take? I think so. To make so. him look like he's always sweaty. Or they give him like a hot towel. And put, <laughs> so he's got like a hot towel over his head and they're like, take it off now. And then he's got these like beads of sweat every time he's in a serious conversation. Yeah. I need, <laughs> DJ needs his mist guy. Bring his mist guy. Over here. <laughs> Who do you think was more of a diva on the set? Uh, oh. DJ or Vin? I don't know. Well, DJ Vin went into it already like a guy, right? What, what guy, though? But, like, well, I guess... So, in 2001, was Vin Diesel, like, a big movie star? I don't know. I think he was. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, did he do... Didn't he do some, like, like funny movies? 
Well, like, I don't like know lately what he, did. he did like the pacifier or something. Oh like yeah. A, yeah, yeah. And then the Rock did another exact same movie. The Tooth Fairy, yeah. yeah he had like a tutu on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've had like pretty mirrored careers. Yeah, but Vin Diesel's like shorter than him, so. Well, you know, they don't want anybody to do with that though. I was honestly <laughs> like the way they did it in this film was like pretty well done. I had trouble telling the two apart a lot of the time. Really? Well, yeah, they're I was both like, bald. Oh, am I looking at Vin Diesel? Is this The Rock? They're both bald. They're both racially ambiguous. You don't know which one each one is trying to go Emotionally for. Emotionally ambiguous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sexually ambiguous. <laughs> a lot of scenes where these guys got their arms all over each yeah, other. Yeah, like deep, like like eye contact <laughs> shots for like 10, 20 seconds at the t- at a time, where they're both covered in sweat and looking at each other. Yeah. But uh, so the Rock comes in as like he's trying to stop Vin Diesel. He's trying to stop him because he thinks he's like part of like an international car thief ring that are now because of that train robbery gone bad. He's They've killing, killed federal agents. He's killing federal agents. So now he's got to bring him in. Yeah, he right? got to bring him in. So uh, they go on. Uh, Vin Diesel or uh, Dom Toretto and Brian are now on the run from the cartel and from the Rock. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but it decide. seems like the cartel's taking the rock down, like for for uh, Vin Diesel and in uh, all the scenes, right? Paul Walker, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. they all show up at the same time, and then the cartel's like, "Well, we might as well go after the guys, the other guys with guns." So that's where I kind of saw the similarities of the uh, what was the one that they did with Ludacris in uh, uh, was that f- Too Fast, that Too Furious? Yeah, when they went to where Fla- like Florida. the local cops kind of look muddied up the water for the uh like the federal federal agents to get their oh. job done. It was like kind of the same story. Well they stole the cop cars and everything. Exactly. So anyway, so let's get back. So the guy so they find out the routes, right? And they're like, all right, so our plan, now that we know that we're all federal criminals, is to steal this guy's money. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we steal this guy's money, we can use that to start a new life, whatever, blah blah blah. In the process of doing this, Mia reveals that she's pregnant with Brian baby oh yeah so dom's like oh our family just got bigger uh so then they you know figure out a way to steal this guy's money uh they bring all the uh cast of characters back right we get the uh, luda yeah we get the like oceans 11 like uh heist movie type of selection of people yeah it was like they started they had to do like an italian job yeah 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 that's what it was reminding me of for a minute. But they were searching for family. Yeah, they knew so the initially time. they made you think that this money was going to be at all 10 different uh, cash houses and they were going to get it from each one, but turns out the guy's money was all at the bank, right? Well, no, no, no. No, it was at the police station. It was it was all at the cash houses and then they went to one cash house Burn and they it. were like, yeah. there's no way we could go and hit them all at the same time. So we got to find a way to get all the money into one spot so we could rob just that one spot. Oh, yeah. And then they so, were like, so let's rob the one cash house. We'll burn it so he'll put all the money in one place, and then we'll just have to worry about stealing it from that one place. Turns out the one place was the local police station. Yeah, and it was stored in, like, the best safe that, like, you know, you can buy in the world. Yeah, with, like, fucking hand scanners and fucking all this crazy shit. Yeah. So what do they do? They buy an exact replica of the safe so they can practice on how to open it. <laughs> Not only do they do that yeah. but get let's just fast forward to the end here because um 
you know, we're spending a little bit too, too much time, I think, on the, the minor details. And I think that this genius move that they pulled at the end was the best. Well, yeah, I just wanted to say real quick that they had uh, different types of movie fetishes that get filled with this movie. Uh, there's a Mad Max movie fetish with, do you remember all the scenes in the desert with the cars? There was oh, a lot yeah. of, like, guns and, like, flamethrowers and shit like that. So people that liked Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road came out, like, four years later. Okay. So, um, and then the uh, heist movie fetish because of all the tropes that they went through. So they were like, we got to go uh, find our family, the guy that's good with the safes, the the chicks that's good with the getting the guy to touch her, you know? Yeah. Uh, so then they go and get Gal Gadot and all those people. Tego Calderon comes back, Don Omar. Uh, and then uh, they run through the process of how to steal the things from the police station. They steal cop cars to make it easier. Uh, and then we get to the end. Uh, and what happens? So they uh, go to the police station. They steal the safe. Yeah. And then in like their scramble that they do to get away, um, they they save themselves like 10 seconds, go under this bridge, switch out the full safe with their fake their safe that's empty well you don't know that at until first until the end right yeah. so at first you just see them chasing away with so they got two like dodge chargers yeah and they're attached to the safe and they're dragging the safe through like the streets of rio yeah and they're hitting this highway and they're like they get to like the middle of the highway and they're just chased by like what like 40 cop cars yeah there's like, like 60 yeah there's like there's no there's way we're many. gonna get the fuck out of here so dom toretto tells brian like get out of here keep my share of the money you know blah 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 and people were, we were like, what the fuck? How is he going to drag the safe out by himself? So he doesn't, right? He just detaches his, uh, like, whip uh, thing from the car and then drives away. Yeah. And then Vin Diesel's left with the safe. So then fucking the cartel comes, tries to kill Vin Diesel, right? And Vin Diesel takes everybody out with the safe. Yeah, but then they almost shoot him. And then who, who comes back and saves him? The Rock. No. Oh. Brian. Oh, yeah, Brian His does. family. He His comes family. back. He's like, I thought I told you to get out of here. He's like, I was going to leave you behind. So he comes back. They get in the car. They drive away, right? Because the rock comes. And he's like, well, I, I got this guy. Don't worry. I'll take care of it. He's like, I'm not going to let you go, though. I'm going to give you a 24-hour uh, period to, like. Like a head start? A head start. Right, exactly. So then they go. They leave. The rock decides oh you know what let me look inside of this safe just to be sure and he opens the safe no matter never mind that these guys tried so hard to figure out a way to open the safe to begin with he just goes over and just like hits the thing and it just opens so <laughs> i just you know what i didn't even think about that i thought it was just a result of all that uh <laughs> yeah. all that bumping oh, around it, it, it jarred around a lot yeah so he goes he opens the safe there's nothing there right so then they do a flashback and then what happened in the flashback in the flashback you see that when they go under the tunnel while they're dragging the safe they kind of like slide it up into a trash truck and then they put the fake safe the one that they bought Attached to their car. Attached to their and then car. They put the real safe. They leave it in the garbage truck and yeah. drive away. Do you know? Here's what I think, though. This is poor money management on my on my opinion. Give me your opinion on how you would spend the money in Fast Five. Um, I would have. Mil? I would have just. I feel like all the money and damages and stuff that you had to do to get that big chunk of money. Yeah. You spent half of it. You know what I mean? Um, to buy the fake the safe. safe. To buy the fake safe. You got to, you know, 
split it up between all these people. Well, they could always do car races to make the money back. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'm thinking they should have just taken all the money from the first house, not burned it, Yeah. and then left the safe alone. They had to burn it, though, to send the message. I mean, I get it, but I'm just saying, like, out of, like... You know, and if in you my only, mind, I would have just taken the first bit of money and not gone through the whole rigmarole. But if he put all of his money like in that one, it was like more than a hundred million, right? Yeah. So compared to like at one house, it was probably like ten million. Yeah. So you would have to take ten million and try to like parse it out amongst everybody. It's like a million dollars each. Maybe it might work. A hundred million, parse it out amongst everybody. Now you're right. You could probably take some of that away because of the like. The safe probably costs like three million dollars by itself. Maybe, but like whatever. You're, I don't feel like you're not going to spend more than twenty million. So even conservatively, if you walk away with eighty million dollars, that's still better than ten million dollars out guess. of the parts out. Yeah, it's true. I guess I'm looking at it from like a uh, risks management point of view. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Like I feel like you know Brian, Vin, and Mia could have like lived. Like, you know, pretty well off of the 10 mil. Yeah. You know, then they don't get the family involved. Well, you had to get the family involved. Yeah. Everybody needed their piece. Everybody you saw what happened at the end, right? Pot. Everybody got to see uh, play with their money the way they wanted to. Oh, yeah. And the one guy just bet, like, what? His whole thing on uh, black? Well, the two Hispanic guys went to the casino and... One guy spent his half. They they went to the craps table and put it on uh, red, and the other guy put his half on black, and then they cut away before the end. Then, but it looked like it was gonna land on green. So I think it looked like that too. And then what? They just <laughs> lost their fucking they just twenty lost million dollars. But they didn't care about the money anyway. They just wanted to be back with their family. Oh okay. Yeah, uh, Han was back. Oh yeah, Han's back. Yeah, because obviously, apparently, this takes place before Tokyo Drift. Yeah, we're not sure yet what position in um, the franchise that Tokyo Drift like lands in. I think it's after the sixth one. After the sixth one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <coughs> what's your takeaway from this? What do you mean, my takeaway? What was your takeaway from the movie? Like, would I recommend the movie to others? Yeah. I would recommend this movie to others, uh, especially, like I said earlier, if you're a fan of Mad Max, Ocean's Eleven, uh, Baby Boy. Rambo? Uh, Herbie the uh, the Talking Car. <laughs> those type of movies, if you like those, you should watch Fast Five. Yeah. Um, and it was a big cultural uh, significance. I mean, we looked at the, the time of uh, the things that happened in pop culture at the time. Uh one of the Kardashians, uh, I think it was Kim, had a divorce that year. Uh, Charlie Sheen went crazy. Uh, what was the other thing? Adele. Oh, yeah, uh, Rolling in the Deep. Yeah, it was a bunch of other stuff that happened. So yeah. This movie really affected pop culture. Uh, did you write down any quotes from the movie? Because I have two quotes here uh, that were kind of memorable. You want me to read them to you? Yeah, do it. Uh, the first one uh, was uh, 11 million Sounds like a whole lot of vaginal activity to me. Oh, that was a Tyrese's the, line. Tyrese said that. I'm going to be honest with you. I wrote down a whole lot less notes about this movie because I felt like it was more important for me to be present with the movie. Yeah, that's... No, you're right. You're and totally not, right. like, just writing down details. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for me... Um, they were saying how like the Portuguese were control were controlling their native people with trinkets. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
that was one of the things that I'd written down. That was what the cartel leader that they stole the money from said. Right, right, yeah. Because he, he was mad after the first ambush because it got too violent. And he was like, you're an idiot. Like, stop using so much violence. Like, if you want people to, like, work for you, give them little trinkets. Right, right. And that reminded me of, like, the, the Saturnalia stuff. Oh, yeah. And the, con- and the way conquistadores the con- that came conquistadores. by. And also, isn't there, like, a whole bunch of stories about how, like, like a bunch of the United States was bought for, like, a... A bunch of beads or something. Uh, is, that, that, is that a racist that thing? That might be like a racist thing, yeah. Oh, okay. But I didn't mean it like that. No, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, I have one more quote that Tyree said. Okay. Uh, this just went from Mission Impossible to Mission Insanity. <laughs> that was Tyree's that was, line? He said that, yeah. Everything he said was, like, so nonsensical. Did he make up his own lines, or were they just, like... You know how you feel, how you said you felt about The Rock adding a certain thing to the movie? Yeah. I feel like, in my eyes, Tyrese did that to this. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like it wouldn't have been the same without him being there and saying the weird thing. Yeah. Because it wasn't cool. The, none of the things he said were cool. No, they were just it was, weird. It was just weird. And I feel like it added, like, a certain thing where, pe- like, you needed people there to say that, and then other people there to be like, what the fuck is this motherfucker talking about? Like, he kind of reminded me <laughs> of, like, Charlie. A yeah, little a like, little bit. <laughs> but not as, not as insane. Not like, as insane, but almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More racist, though. More racist. Yeah. Definitely. Way more racist. Uh, should we get started with our next segment here? Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Uh, ba 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 Here we go. What's a going on? What's a going on? What's a going on? What's a going on? What's a going on up there? What is a going on? That's right, everyone. It's our What's a Going On segment where we uh, discuss the current events uh, that are plaguing the world at large. Um, so uh, a big thing in the uh, Fast and Furious movies, as you know, uh, is the consumption of nitrous, right? Yeah, you uh, always need more NOS. You need more NOS. Uh, but in uh, a specific case that just happened recently, uh, I think the guy would have liked a lot less NOS. Mm, um, tell me about it. Alabama becomes the first state to carry out first known execution with nitrogen gas in the United States. Uh, Alabama inmate Kenneth Smith was put to death by nitrogen hypoxia, marking the nation's first execution using that method. Uh, Now Alabama's attorney general wants to help other states interested in using the new form of capital punishment. Smith was 58. Uh, He was sentenced to death for his role in a 1988 murder-for-hire plot and had previously survived a failed attempt to execute him by lethal injection in 2022. Wait a minute. I thought, like, if you, like, survive a failed attempt, like, you're done. Like, they don't get to try again. Oh, it's like double jeopardy, but for your life? Yeah, like, you tried it once. Sorry. Uh, I don't know that's how that works. You thought that's how that works? I thought so. I mean, that's like you're literally putting the person to death twice. Yeah. Well, the, wow, what was it? It was like last year or the year before. 
that this dude specifically but remember like two years ago they like try to use the injection in some guy and like it didn't take or something and he was like alive for like six hours or some shit like yeah that. yeah like they messed up like i think whatever happened with like the the production of whatever like cocktail of drugs that it takes to like put somebody out using like whatever they use i think there was maybe some like I don't know, maybe people weren't wanting to make those drugs in that formula oh, for okay. that purpose, and yeah, then they yeah. were having a hard time getting a hold of it. Um, his attorneys fought the execution until the end, ultimately uh, losing a final appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, Alabama is one of only three states, uh, Oklahoma and Mississippi being the others, uh, to have approval to uh, use the method uh, for execution. It's designed to replace oxygen in the body with a high concentration of nitrogen causing death. And Alabama alone, uh, since the uh, approval of this went through, uh, 43 other inmates have uh, requested the new execution method. Um, in the process, the inmate is fitted with a mask that will act as a device that delivers the nitrogen. Uh, the process usually takes about 30 minutes to complete. Nitrogen flows for about 15 minutes during the procedure. Uh, during Smith's procedure, he was strapped to a gurney and appeared conscious for several minutes into the execution and shook and writhed for several minutes. Uh, State Corrections Commissioner John uh, Hamm <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> Said that Smith appeared to be writhing because he was holding his breath for as long as he could. Uh, Smith's spiritual advisor, the Reverend Jeff Hood, said that it was the most horrible thing he had ever seen. Uh, it's unclear exactly how long it took Smith to die during the procedure. Uh, the EU has described the new method of execution as particularly cruel and unusual punishment. Oof. So uh, there's a lot of people that are trying to prevent this from being used as a way of... Execution? Execution, So yeah. wait a minute. Is it like the laughing gas that they give you at the, at the dentist's office? Like, but just like a lot of it? I guess it's, yeah, like a lot more. Damn. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it sounds like fun at first, right? I, yeah. Like, let you ride it out for a little bit, and then, you know. I mean, I'm, like, strictly against the death penalty, like, as a society. Uh, yeah, me too. But what other way could you do it, right? Like, I feel like why not put somebody under anesthesia so they're not feeling anything, and then give them whatever that thing is that, that like, if, if you have to do it. I think that's what the lethal injection did. I think the first one was, like, I don't know, did they like put a, them under, though, at first, though? I don't think they give anybody the option, which I feel like you should put them out. I like think just, the first one is a paralytic. A, yeah, a paralytic, which means that the last thing that you're getting is, like, your mind going to sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, You yeah. need, they need to put your brain to sleep. Brain to sleep first, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, God. Yeah, that's a nightmare. I, I don't think I would choose that if I had to go. I would I, wouldn't I would choose go. Any of them. I would go firing squad probably. Really? No way. Maybe. I don't want to. I don't want electrocution. I feel like that would feel weird. I feel like firing squad is just one bullet. It's just boom, done. What if they miss? Then maybe, like you said, maybe you get another shot of freedom. <laughs> yeah, after you took a bullet somewhere and it didn't. I just like no, you know. Listen, this is how let's you know. Just outrule the death penalty altogether. Okay, this is fucking ridiculous. This is how you know that you were meant to not die in the death penalty, right? If if you're meant to be electrocuted and then somebody else, like the the person throwing the switch, gets electrocuted instead of you, that's an example. But I feel like that's pretty far fetched, right? 
you have a better chance of somebody firing a bullet and the bullet missing you ricocheting and then hitting the person that fired the bullet back. There's no way from as far away that they shoot that the bullet is going to maintain the velocity. It could. Is a better chance of that than people than yeah, somebody else like getting electrocuted. Yeah, you have like a piece of like a what you call it, like something in your pocket maybe that would like prevent. Like a prune, like in Problem like a, Child. Like a magnet or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or something that would like shoot, shoot it back the other way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's just take the death death penalty like out of out of the. Uh, like realm of possibilities for people, I think. Like, yeah. it's horrible. It's crazy. And that, there's better ways to punish people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's crazy that people are like signing up for it already. Like, yeah, that, half that those was people the first... weren't even on the list for being executed. They were just like, <laughs> I want to get my nas on. I can't stand the goddamn dinners here anymore. <laughs> the sloppy Joe's killing me. Yeah, why don't they let people like volunteers tribute for like de- death penalty people? You know what I mean? Like, I'll take his place? Yeah, like, this guy, like, you know, he still wants to be here. I've had enough. Oh. That might be something. Right? Yeah. Emos for death row. Exactly. Yeah. Goths for... Goths for, uh... Murderers? Yeah, yeah. Goths for hire? Something like that. I don't know. We'll, We'll work it out. We can make money off of that somehow. I think so. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been a, a crazy fucking week for different types of court-related drama. Do you want yeah. to talk about this next thing? That yeah, happened? meanwhile, uh, Californian woman... <laughs> Californian woman got probation for sta- fatally stabbing her date, causing 108 sharp force injuries. Damn. Yes. Uh, she's 33 year old, years old now. I guess she was like 27 when it happened. Uh, but Bryn Spedcher faced up to five years in prison for stabbing Chad O'Melia, who was 26 at the time, on May 28th of 2018. They smoked weed together. Um, and after they smoked, the lady went into like a psychotic state. Oh, man. And um, she stabbed her boyfriend to death was like hold on let me find the actual story um she uh had a psychotic break and she said that she started coughing a lot and then she thought that she died and she was hearing voices that were telling her that the only way that she could come back to life was if she stabbed her boyfriend what? Yeah. So I don't know exactly like when the cops showed up, like during don't this whole your thing. Penis at me. <laughs> when the cops showed up during this whole thing. Yeah. But apparently, when the cops showed up, they um they had their guns like pulled out, and they the girl the little girl had the knife like up in the air. Oh. And they thought they were gonna have to shoot her, yeah. but she plunged it into her own neck. Oh. So apparently, shit. she stabbed herself in the face and neck multiple times. She also stabbed their husky. She stabbed the dog? She stabbed the dog, too, but the dog's Bitch. fine. The dog's fine. Uh, she's fine. They said that she almost killed herself. What? Um, but she was only sentenced to uh, two years of probation and 100 hours of public education on the dangers of THC consumption. Wait, so the, the boyfriend died? He died, yeah. Oh, man. He and died. The, and the dog attempted murder. But the dog's okay. The dog's fine. Okay. Yeah, the dog's fine. But probably attempted murder on the dog. I don't think she got even charges because the um, attorneys say that she was in a cannabis-induced psychiatric 
psychiatric break during the violent, violent episode. Um, and that the victim, um, he was the one that purchased and provided the high potency marijuana and it included a clear warning that it was for high tolerance users only. The warning was presented at trial for that reason. And for that reason, he was on notice of the potential danger to naive users. Here's my thing. So they're basically saying like he should have known better than giving her that high straight, high potency of weed. Yeah. But um, so an ex boyfriend of hers like spoke out and was like we smoked like the girl never smoked or really drank or anything. Uh-huh. Um, an ex of hers said that they had gone like on some camping trip together and tried it together for the first time. She didn't have that reaction, but he was like, I know she didn't like really use it. Um, apparently he got this guy, the victim got up to go outside to smoke and she followed him Mm. and she was like, I want to try it. And like the first hit, she felt fine. The second one was when she like went into her psychotic break. Oh man. So yeah. Um, well, why are they calling it? I don't like that. They're, uh, like uh, pinpointing the marijuana part to it. Well, they're just because they're saying that's the only thing that could have been like. Yeah, but it would have been anything. It's it's psychosis, right? They're using that as like a a jumping off point to justify the reason she went into psychosis. But it could have been caffeine. It could have. So, been- well, listen. As evidence of her psychotic state, yeah. uh, the lawyers pointed out that Spetcher not only fatally stabbed her uh, her the dude, um, but herself and the dog. Um, but they also showed body camera vi- uh, video from the Ventura County Sheriff's Office, mm-hmm. um, and it was sh- showing a deputy using a stun gun on her four times. Oh shit! And another deputy knocking the knife out of her hand with a b- baton after, after several hits. Oh. And she was still like freaking out. But, but the only thing in her system was marijuana. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's like a they they're well, saying. Well, there's no way to there's no way to uh, monitor or take a sample of her brain chemistry at the time. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, is they go, they take the stuff that's in her blood and they're like, well, it's obviously this. Well, maybe if it wasn't that, she still would have went through the same thing. You know right. I mean? Yeah, she might have just had one anyway. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's a whole, it's a weird story. But um, the dad of the victim was pissed. He was like, "You just basically said that anybody out there that smokes weed could just like go crazy and stab someone." That's death. a yeah. That's a crazy correlation. That's a crazy correlation. <laughs> um, but she didn't have any like history of being like violent or anything like that. So I guess that's why she didn't get any kind of like. Wow. But I guess she was only facing up to five years anyway. Dude, she killed a guy. She killed the guy. She killed a guy and tried to kill a dog. Yeah. And all she got was fucking community service. Well, I guess because she was like, when the cops found her, she was stabbing herself. They were like, oh, obvi- okay. you know what I mean? And they like were like, they had to use a stun gun on her to get her to like stop, stop doing what she was doing. Okay. So uh, take a note, everybody. If you're trying to commit a murder and you self harm uh, in the process, you might be able to get away with it, according to these. Uh- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I was trying to like uh, get into the mind of a uh, person who's in a psychiatric, uh, what do they call it? Break? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, do you believe that that happens? I don't know. I think people are capable of, uh, disassociating from their current reality. Uh, whatever that means at whatever time. You know what I mean? Like, I've gotten paranoid before, but, like, not 
crazy like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people aren't capable of doing that, you know? Like, I don't think I'm capable of doing that, but uh, I've seen it happen in front of me, and maybe the person's just a really good liar, you know yeah. what I mean? Or, or it actually happens. And it's Wait, you've scary. seen somebody stab someone in front of you? No, 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 I've seen some, well, I mean, I've seen people go through, like, different psychotic episodes you know because of weed or just because just because okay yeah yeah so i mean this chick's got to do 100 hours of community service i'd like to point out that i was ordered 80 hours of community service what for child support so she got how much a hundred for murder when i was in elementary school i joined the girl scouts of america 100 hours of community service. That's ridiculous. And what what was the other thing? And two years probation. Oh. It's supposed to see community education on the dangers of uh, smoking weed or whatever. <laughs> but, like, she could probably just go to her local community service office and, like, clean a couple of fucking offices for 100 hours. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's fucking wild. So what do you think is going to happen? She's just going to go do the community service? She's going to walk. Wow. Um, And not only that, it was in 2018. They didn't even fucking prosecute the bitch for fucking six years. Wow. So was weed even legal in California at the time? I think so. I think it's been legal for like, since like the early aughts. Fuck. Um, There's another story about a stabbing uh, that occurred Uh, closer to home this time. Hey. uh, Yeah. uh, A man kills his neighbor over snoring. So I originally read this as thinking that the guy, uh, there was an argument over a guy snoring, and the guy who was snoring was the one who got stabbed because he was snoring. Okay. Uh, But it wasn't that. Uh, A Montgomery County, Pennsylvania man is accused of stabbing to death a neighbor with whom he had a long, he had long feuded over the accused man's loud snoring that could be heard through a wall connecting their homes. Um, Christopher James Casey, uh, 55 of Hatboro, was charged with causing the death of Robert Wallace, who the coroner found had been stabbed several times. Wallace, uh, 62, uh, had removed a screen uh, from a window in Casey's home and opened the unlocked window as Casey was eating dinner Sunday. Uh, this past Sunday. Uh, and after a verbal confrontra- confrontation, uh, Casey stabbed him in the chest with a large military-style knife. Uh, police say Casey told them uh, Wallace had not been menacing him or threatening him when Casey stabbed him in the doorway of Casey's home. Uh, they had been having personal issues for the past year, uh, past year and a half, uh, prompting several police calls over Wallace's complaints about Casey snoring. <laughs> Uh, so during this uh, argument, after about 20 minutes of arguing, uh, apparently Wallace appeared to calm down and wanted to shake hands with Casey and even offered to pay for nasal, nasal surgery to alleviate Casey's snoring. Uh, police then say uh, Casey did not believe Wallace's intention of trying to work out the situation. And as a result, Casey decided to surprise him by stabbing Wallace with a knife and uh he also had a stun gun underneath a blanket. Uh, Casey was charged with third-degree murder, voluntary manslaughter, and possessing instruments of a crime. Uh, he remains in jail with bail set at $1 million. Damn. Uh, so this neighbor got upset because this dude kept snoring, and they kept arguing about it for, like, over a year and a half, called the cops multiple times. Uh, one day, the neighbor who was 
pissed at the noise, had had enough, I guess, and he decided to unlock the dude's window and be like, hey, uh, shut the fuck up in there while the guy was eating dinner. Uh-huh. So then he came, told him to come around to the front, and he was like, listen, we can, you know, uh, be cool about this. And then the guy who's making the complaints was like, you know what? Uh, maybe I'll just pay for your nasal. See, I think what happened was he offered to pay for the nasal surgery in like a sarcastic way as like yeah. to be an asshole. And the guy got so mad that he stabbed him for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, he was probably like, I'll fix your nose for you. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Damn. Um, Montgomery County, eh? Yeah. That's not too. I have, some, I have some people that I see up there. You got peeps up there? I got peeps up there. That's pretty cool. What do you think about that story, though? Um, I think that it's two men. Third degree murder and voluntary manslaughter. I don't think he's going to... Uh, how much... He's not going to do more than, like, 25 years, right? Nah, he'll probably do five. Ten. What? Ten years. That's crazy. Third degree? Yeah. Like, I thought... First degree is the worst, right? First degree is the worst. Okay. Unless you're talking about burns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... But, like, third degree, I thought was, like, not premeditated. But if you, like, had to go get a knife and decide to stab the guy, doesn't that mean that there's some premeditation involved? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like, guys, get some hobbies. All of these fucking, like... Get a fucking noise machine. Yeah. What the hell? All of these stories have to do... It's just like that documentary that we were talking about. It has to do with people not doing or being competent at their jobs, right? Yeah. Uh, like, this fucking... I mean, we were talking last week about how it was snowing a lot. Mm-hmm. This crazy story happened. Do you want to talk about this? About how oh, these, yeah. these people went to watch a game at their friend's house for uh, a Kansas City football game or something. Yeah. And the dude apparently fell asleep after they left and then woke up two days later and found out that they were frozen in his backyard. Was yeah. that it? <laughs> Basically, in a nutshell, yeah. So there's a man named Jordy, J- Jordy, Jordan Willis. Okay. Uh, he's 38 years old and was an esteemed HIV researcher. Oh, um, Him what? and his three friends, David Harrington, Ricky Johnson, and Clayton McGinney, mm-hmm. were at his home on January 7th to watch the Chiefs game. Okay. Uh, the bodies of David, Ricky, and Clayton were found in Jordan's backyard on January 9th. Uh, the bodies were discovered by one of the victim's fiancés who had grown desperate after not hearing from her fiancé. Um, and she broke into Willis's home. She said that she, like, came to the door, banged on the front door a bunch, went to the back window. Like, I think they might have broken it or something. What? But anyway, um, he, this guy did never woke up. He didn't wake and up the whole time. as she was, like, banging on the door, I guess they noticed that one of the bodies was on the back, like, back porch, like, area. Whoa. Like, not, like, like in, like, outdoor porch, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think they were in the snow. Oh, fuck. So they found the one body on the, the back porch and she called the cops. And it wasn't until the cops came and were banging on the door that this guy answered the door yeah. in like boxers and with like an empty wine glass. Oh, no. And uh, had like no idea what was going on. Why did he pick up the wine glass? I have that was my question too. <laughs> it was like, why would you answer the door? Especially if it was empty. Like, yeah, why yeah. not just set it down? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he just, like, needed something to do with his hands. But they're saying that there's no, um, they're not treating this as a homicide, and there's no foul play suspected. So, these guys just froze in his back. What the fuck were they doing back there? I don't, they don't know. So, apparently, so Jordan is saying that they got finished watching the game, hung out for a little bit, the friends left, and he went to sleep. Okay. Um, 
another person came out and said that he was at the house and that he left the house at like midnight and the other three people were still there with Jordan and um, like still alive. So they had to have left after he did. So he wasn't like the last person to see them alive. Okay. Kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. But he also didn't really say that anything happened. He just said like I was there before they left or whatever. You think they were like waiting on an Uber or something? I don't know. See, like I was like kind of trying to like I read through a bunch of different news stories about it because I was trying to see if there any of them had like details that were missing in other stories. Yeah. And they all seem pretty much the same. Um Except for uh, one of them said that, like, the family members were messaging the guy, uh-huh. Jordan, and, like, a couple of the message or a couple of the reports said that he had, like, looked at the messages but not responded. Mm. You know, like, you can see if they were, like, red or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was kind of trying to say that he slept, like, the entire two days, like, well, from when it happened. So, if we're going with his story, I can see, like, if you had the next couple days off of work after throwing a big party at your house... I could see falling asleep on the couch if you have no other responsibility. That's what they were saying because it was like, um, I think it was like Martin Luther King Day. Yeah, I've definitely like taken like a few days to just lay in bed. And when people text me, I just like look at the text and just put the phone back down. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, I've never run into a situation where somebody froze in my backyard. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I guess his his friends and family like don't, not his friends, not Jordan's, but the people that died their friends and families like don't believe in what happened they were like he has to know something more than this yeah yeah i was like reading through some like reddit threads to see if anybody had any ideas and most people think that they probably did coke that was laced with fentanyl and like they probably took like one like line before they left or something yeah jordan probably passed out in his bed yeah inside in the warm the other three passed out in the snow and it was so cold out that they you know so they have to wait until they get like a toxicology toxicology report yeah pretty much but this guy it was pretty um heavily involved with helping create the covid vaccine this guy that fell asleep willis yeah he was like he's an esteemed hiv researcher and he was working on the mrna technology for um with moderna during COVID. Dude, don't tell me some fucking thing broke out from his basement I have or no something. fucking idea, but I'm just oh, saying, like, the, the possibility... It. There's nothing on it. I was looking to see, um... I was looking to see, like, anything about him from before. Yeah. Uh, it says, Willis, whose research into COVID and HIV has received great praise in the medical world, has de- denied any wrongdoing through his attorney. Uh, the Virginia native uh, received an award for his significant contributions to HIV vaccine development in 2022. Yeah, that's the money. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, um... The guy did, like, move out of the house, like, within a week of when that happened, and he's deleted all of his social media. Wow. So. That's insane. Yeah. But that's all the information that they have right now. Wow. So, uh, wow. I guess we'll have to wait until these tox reports come back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's got to be fentanyl, unless he did something wild with, like, these vaccine things and they found out and shouldn't have known about it. Here's my question. If it's not fentanyl and they don't have a... a, a clear answer you think they'll lie and say it's fentanyl if this guy's like got any like private knowledge that they don't want getting out there yeah probably because it's like an easy cover-up but then they can't can they blame him if he says like i didn't bring any coke or whatever 
No. I mean, I don't know, because at this point, it's already out of his system. That's true, yeah. If he did it at all. Yeah. You know, the Unless three they, friends could have gone outside and been like, let's just do one little bump of this before we leave. And Unless then, they pissed him, like, right then and there. You think that they pissed him? They might have pissed him. Have you drank your grandson's pee? Yeah. Why? I was scared. What do you mean you were scared? Yeah, sometimes you're scared for, for something. You what are you know, talking sudden about? Accident or something, you drink the grandson's pee and it's gonna help you. Um, so, I wanted to talk to you about this next story, uh, which is pretty crazy. Um, it kind of has to do with that a little bit. Uh, a Kansas couple has been charged with fraudulently collecting a dead relative's retirement benefits while they hid his body in their home for more than six years. Oh, shit. Federal prosecutors say... They mother got them. Yeah. Uh, Lynn and Kurt Ritter, uh, both age 61, cashed in more than $216,000 from Michael Carroll's pension and Social Security Administration benefits. Uh, Carroll was a retired telecommunications employee and began receiving retirement benefits in 2008 and received them until November 2022. Authorities say Carroll's pacemaker showed he died in 2016 at the age of 81 and that the police didn't discover his body until 2022 after Kurt Ritter, his son-in-law, reported his death. Uh, the couple each faced one count of wire fraud and two counts of uh, government uh, theft of government funds. Uh, Kansas police reported they found uh, Carol's body mummified. Uh, local news reporters report that the couple was financially dependent on Carol. Uh, after his death, the couple continued using Carol's home as their official residence, uh, but he did not report his death uh, to authorities at the time. Uh, and his monthly benefit and pension continued to be directly deposited into his bank account, which they also had access to. Uh, family members told local reporters that the Ritters would repeatedly give excuses about why Carol could never take a phone call or visit, leading them to believe that Carol was still alive this entire time. Uh, the medical examiner determined that Carol died of natural causes. Oh, shit. Uh, so That's wild that the only reason they knew it was because of this pacemaker? Well, I guess they did some type of, like, post-mortem thing and saw, like, it stopped working. No, the insurance company saw that it stopped working and were like, wait, we're still paying this out? This guy's dead. And then, no, 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 dude. The son-in-law called the police and oh. said, we have a dead body here. My, my father-in-law died. So he oh. rat, he ratted on, but he was part of the thing. So he ratted on the whole uh, operation himself. Why? I don't know. Was he like wrought with guilt? I don't know. He must have been. Wrought with ratting? Yeah. That was dumb. Why did you so, tell on yourself? I mean, the only, I guess maybe they had to stop getting away with it because if the insurance company figured out that the pacemaker stopped working. They didn't That's figure also- out it would stop working, though, until after he called the cops. That's the crazy oh. thing. So they, the insurance company had nothing to do with it. They didn't do anything until the cops found the body, and then they did, like, a postmortem, and they were like, when did this stop working? And they were like, oh, 2016, it stopped. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? Six years, $216,000. I think they have to pay all that shit back, too. Yeah, that sucks. You should have uh, you should have not ratted on yourself, dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. How often That's do terrible. you think this but happens, like, though? Like mm, in America? Probably pretty often. You yeah. think people keep their dead relatives' body somewhere? No, but I think that they probably like 
like wait to file like death stuff and whatever like as much as they can. Yeah. I know you do have to report death like in the in the um like you know if you if you change your name you have to put it in a local newspaper or something. Oh yeah. I wonder yeah, if you yeah. could like Nathan for you a death and just put it in like a made up newspaper. Oh maybe. You know. Yeah yeah. And then yeah. nobody like knows about it. <laughs> that might be possible. Um. I yeah, mean, I you know what? If my, if my kids could do that for me, after I mean, I wouldn't want them to have my mummy in the basement, but like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. Find a way to pimp the system, right? Pimp the system, man. Yeah. It's not like we're getting social security, like. Yeah. What does, what happens to that money? I mean, aren't they just gonna? Well, they're gonna go to jail now, but yeah, like, I don't think they were entitled to it though, and they need they needed it to survive according to them. So, uh, crazy. Yeah, join the club. Um, <laughs> do you want to talk about this gene therapy story before we get to our yeah, last story of the day? it's, like, kind of not that interesting, but, like, CHOP... Okay, so CHOP gene therapy... Uh, not CHOP gene therapy. CHOP was the first in the uni- United States to perform a gene therapy procedure to treat genetic hearing loss. Um, okay. There was an 11-year-old born with uh, a symptom called OTOF, um, it's the Otto Furlan gene, um, and it that he had OTOF mediated hearing loss. Okay. Um, he went under surgery on October fourth of last year. Um, when he went into surgery, he was profoundly deaf. Oh. In both ears. Profoundly normal. Uh huh. And then um, they did this uh, procedure, and it's this endoscopic procedure that um, takes like a little endoscope. You know what they are? Like what they use to like, like go camera, down, like yeah. yeah, into like the cochlear window, which is like the little circle in the middle of your cochlea. Uh-huh. And then they use the endos- endoscopic thing to insert um, the uh, gene therapy material into like directly into the inner ear. Um, the delivery method represents the first time that this gene therapy was used, uh, for a hereditary hearing loss. Oh. So, um, the only thing is like, it's cool that they did this, but number one, it's not that rare of, I mean, it's not, it's not that common of a hearing loss syndrome. Uh So like, it's easily found and fixed, I guess, with like the CRISPR technology. Oh, okay. But like, it's not that, it's not that uh, often that they need that specific type of. Well, there's not many like, uh, things that can be fixed, uh, once the person is alive with gene therapy right like well that and like i feel like there's there's got to be something to do with like the delivery method yeah with this gene therapy thing because the way that they could like i guess rationalize it was it's not really invasive mm-hmm. because you're going in through like the hole in the ear and then you're placing it into the cochlear window which is you're not really like putting any kind of puncturing into the person's body at all. Yeah, yeah. And I have a feeling that there is something within the bylaws of gene therapy that you're not allowed to introduce it into, like, the vasculature system. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but the way that they described the um, procedure was, like, okay, they're just going right into the inner ear and, and, and putting, like, one small dose of this gene therapy into the ear. Yeah, yeah. So. Huh. So, yeah. Um, it, the, the, that procedure, though, was developed by another doctor like 10 years ago mm. uh, for uh, people that were in undergoing different diagnostic procedures on the cochlea, cochlea's round window. Um, 
And I guess because they already had that approach of delivery, they could then use the gene therapy in that way. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, that's it. That, that's pretty cool. When I was looking up top gene therapy, though, I did come. Up, I found like a bunch of lawsuits of people that uh that are currently happening. Well, yeah, and oh, shit. and that are have previously happened uh, to people that like went through like te- like some sort of like test procedure and like weren't fully. Uh, oh shit! They made pig people, huh? They made pig people. I won't say they definitely did that, but I know they have pigs downstairs. Oh fuck. That's that Seinfeld shit. Yeah. I ain't fucking around. I don't know, man. <laughs> because here's what's weird to me. Like, so when I worked at Chop, like, they have people from all over the world coming in to go under these, like, uh, what are they called? They're not, like, they're uh, experimental, like, procedures and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And at first I was like, oh, man, it's such a good thing that they're doing, that they're bringing around these people from around the world to, like, help them out and stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. There's probably way less red tape that they have to cut to do like an experimental surgery on somebody from outside of the United States right. than from somebody that was like a United States citizen. Uh, uh, what was that, that doctor that did the voice vocal surgeries, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he doing all, all out of Switzerland and shit. He got them all from like the Ukraine and shit. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. I mean, so far this kid seems fine. They just shot a little st- like said that stem cells in his ear. So mm. that seems fine. But like, I just don't necessarily know if I trust these, uh, you know, these testing facilities. <laughs> but, hey, good for this kid. He, he's hearing now for the first time. Yeah, that's good. Um, should we move on to our final segment of the day? Oh, yeah. Or not our final segment. It's still part of what's going on. It's our final topic, but uh, it's my favorite topic. Uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, doing research for this topic today. All right, let's um, go. So, I don't know if you heard... Uh, but old Vinnie Mac, Vince McMahon, uh, from the WWE, WWF fame, uh, he's in trouble. Uh, Vince McMahon has stepped down, uh, from the board of WWE parent company TKO one day after an ex-employee accused him of sexual assault in a lawsuit. Uh, McMahon was serving as the executive chairman of TKO Group Holdings, uh, the parent company of the WWE and the UFC. Uh, The lawsuit was filed in federal court on January 25th and was submitted by former WWE employee Janelle Grant. Uh, She's not like a wrestler. Apparently, she just like worked in the office. Okay. Uh, But uh, (laughs) what do you hear about the details? Um, So Vince McMahon is 78 years old. Uh, He was named as a defendant alongside the WWE company and uh, John Laurinaitis, who was the former head of talent relations. Uh, for those of you at home uh, who used to watch wrestling probably in the uh, mid to late 2000s, uh, he was the guy that did the people power thing. <laughs> um, uh, McMahon released a statement that denied the claims, uh, but said he was stepping down out of respect for his company. Uh, this is not the first time McMahon has stepped away amid a cloud of sexual misconduct ac- accusations. Uh, he announced that... Uh, He announced what turned out to be a temporary retirement in 2022 after a report accused him of paying a total of $12 million to cover up various allegations uh, with sums allegedly paid to four women. Uh, McMahon was accused of, among other things, coercing a former female wrestler into giving him oral sex and sexually harassing a female employee. Uh, That was just in that case. Um, 
in this case, Janelle Grant's uh, ac- accusations uh, are similarly disturbing. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that McMahon coerced the 43-year-old into a sexual relationship, shared naked images of her with senior WWE staffers, and forced her into group sex situations in which he called her a bitch and resulted in physical injuries. Oh, shit. These, those situations allegedly included the crossing of state lines, resulting in a sex trafficking claim. Uh, she also alleged McMahon defecated on her head during a threesome and told her not to shower for an hour and a half. Uh, another allegedly... Alleged incident involving McMahon and Laronitis forcing themselves on her while saying no means yes and take it, bitch. Uh, Grant allegedly signed an NDA in 2022 for $3 million, uh, but is seeking to nullify the NDA because she has only received $1 million of that settlement money so far. Damn. Yeah. He should have paid the whole thing. What do you mean pay the whole thing? Like, the, if he would have just given million? her the three mil. Just off the bat? What did, what was he, like, it seems like this is, like, a bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, does he, like, were they in some sort of, like, dom-sub relationship or something? And, like, he crossed boundaries? I'm just. No, no. He thought that he could just, like, tell her whatever the fuck he wanted to tell her. Um, I just sent you via text message all the screenshots of the uh, conversations that they had. But before you get into that, I want to read the the smear campaign against this lady has already started. They, this Janelle Grant lady. Okay. Um, somebody posted a list on Reddit, uh, a list of the things that she supposedly has received. Um as far as like gifts because of this uh celine sunglasses from nordstrom cable knit throw blanket large bouquet of flowers delivered approximately every other week uh examples of items received by miss grant from mcmahon in 2021 include uh 2022 uh, bmw 430xi $5,000 gift certificate to landfire spa two private chef catered dinners at in mcmahon's condo uh, golden diamond paved paperclip necklace from Better Ridge in Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, $15,000 Bloomingdale's gift cards. Uh, food assortment display and antique tea ceremony set from Saudi Arabia. And large bouquets of flowers delivered approximately every other week. What? So they're saying that plus the million dollars should be enough for her to keep the NDA. And she's saying no. Nah, uh Jack. Not enough. Uh, have you read some of these? Uh, <laughs> I'm reading. The, I, I literally didn't hear a goddamn thing that you said because I was trying to read through these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm trying to decide, like, what the fuck they're saying here. Which one? Which one are you reading? The first one. Here's what Blank said after I told him that part of the deal was fucking you. LOL, that's your turf. She will be ruined after me and leave your ass. Plus, after me, your tool won't fit anymore. So this came from Vince? Yeah, but you forgot the last part. What did he put at the last part? He put something five times in a row. Oh, five smiley faces? No, it's a crying emoji. Vince McMahon uses emojis when he texts Is when he texts not people. the cry, cry the laugh cry emoji. Laugh cry, yeah, yeah. Laugh cry emoji. Oh, so are we laughing about his emojis? He wrote he wrote one uh, that said, Exactly, baby. He's not the only one. Blank called me this afternoon begging to eat you and fuck you with his nice uh, 
parentheses and hard and parentheses dick. And then she goes, give me another week, baby. I'll be ready. I'm feeling more like myself. It's not great, but it's getting better. Tell him soon. And then he goes, I already told him, baby. BTW, Johnny wants Tuesdays, but not this coming one and the occasional Saturday. But maybe I can shift it to Thursday nights. Johnny would like all of the above. What the fuck? Who's Johnny? (laughs) Johnny Laurinaitis, the people power guy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says something in there about uh, black penises, uh, breakfast, uh, yeah, a bunch of black dicks. Uh, he said something about being assaulted, but it make, makes you come nonstop. He says you just, with the letter U. Yeah, just one continuous, constant orgasm. <laughs> and just before you pass out, those big black dicks squirt their loads of cum inside you. <laughs> As you lay on your stomach, the cum is coming out of all your holes. Wait, okay. Okay, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> read the last part, but remember, read it in your Vince McMahon impression. <laughs> Come on, please. Do it in your Vince McMahon. I don't even... Think about how you think he talks and then do a Vince McMahon impression and then read that last part. I can't. Right, go ahead, do it. I can't. I'll turn you over and I'll jack off all over you. <laughs> you didn't see a damn thing. You didn't see a goddamn thing. No chance. That's he, what that's you really, got. That is weird that he uses you. He uses emojis. The motherfucker's 78 and he's texting emojis at people. And he can't wait to see a girl with black dicks. What is wrong with this guy? Yeah, I thought the one text said, I'm going to fuck you so good with his dick. Is that what he said? I don't know. I might have misread it because it's small. He said, Johnny gets drunk and sloppy and could easily easily make a mistake that could cost him his job and yours too. Oh, man. Oh, that's the, the picture sharing probably. Oh. He probably said... You know what happened? He sent Johnny some pictures of her slutting it up. And then she was like, why'd you do that? They told me they saw the picture. He's like, no, no, no. Come on, baby. You know you know how Johnny gets. Come over here and let me poop on you again. <laughs> what a fucking weirdo. Yeah, why did she sign up for that? I mean, uh, not that she's not victimized or whatever, but like... Yeah, yeah. Like, she, she went with it for a while and was fine with... Like, here's she, the thing. I'm not saying that... <laughs> saying that she's not a victim yeah yeah but you signed an nda and you agreed to get three million dollars for this sort of treatment yeah and the only reason that you're going against him now and i'm not saying that anything was right right is because you didn't get your money so i'm like was he just paying you for the service then Uh, you know what i mean like uh, i don't know are they aren't they in vegas now where sex workers are like who's they the wrestling well that's the thing right she's not a wrestler i think she was like person i worked at the office or some shit okay but i'm so saying it must have like happened if... in connecticut or whatever oh yeah but they they're saying that she's bringing up uh charges of him telling her to go somewhere so they're bringing sex trafficking charges up now because oh. she crossed so he state was lines. like pimping her out i think so but you have the WWE to pimp. Why are you doing it to your fucking he likes, secretary? He likes to poop on girls, I he guess. He likes to get girls' dicks <laughs> hard or whatever. Um, yeah, I thought that was a crazy story. So, uh, real quick, uh, let's do our last segment of the day here. All right. Uh, bah, 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 bah. At the sound of the tone, we will arrive at 
That's nice. Mm. You hear that? Get right into your heart We're here. center. We're here at the Divination Station, everyone, where we like to do an oracle reading, uh, sometimes for the audience, uh, for you to take home with you and spread amongst your people. Um, but this time, uh, because of that last crazy story, we decided to do one, uh, each one, uh, an individual reading for uh, Mr. Vince McMahon. All right. Um, so uh, we have a... Uh, bunch of tarot cards here. I have a app that I downloaded on my phone that spins the wheel. Uh, so we're going to do, like, randomly uh, pick uh, a tarot, tarot card deck. deck. we're going to use. Yeah, and then we'll do a, a three-card reading uh, for Vince McMahon for the upcoming year. Um, do you want to spin the wheel first? Ah, uh, sure. There you go. You want to let him hear it? Who do you got? Ukrainian Nazi. Oh, yay! Ukrainian Nazi. Okay. Those are the ones I got last year. Those are botanical cards? Yeah. Okay, all right. So I'll spin mine now. Uh, there go. Dark Goddess. Oh, shit. All right. These are the new ones. Okay. Here you go. All right, so... Got these dark... There's no book for this one? There is a book. Oh, okay. You see it? Oh, it's... There you go. Oh! Yeah, the okay. there's no box. Oh, okay. All right. I but got he doesn't have a box either, so... Vince McMahon? Yeah. Any box that he comes across, he tries to poop inside of it. <laughs> Wait, he's not the one that called his dick Thunder Mountain. That was, uh... No, that was good old Ric Flair. Ric Flair. He doesn't like booze. I can't believe Ric Flair doesn't have any charges like this. Oh, he does. A, all the people that... For? All oh. the people that would have remembered are dead by now. Uh, yeah, let me pick a crystal... For this segment here, I'm trying to pick up a smooth one, but I can't fi feel the smooth one. I feel like this one jagged. What is this? Oh, rose rose quartz? quartz? All right. Rose Quartz. So we'll put that juju on top of these cards. Uh, juju, 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 juju. All right. <laughs> Mix it up a little here. What did you get? I got amethyst. Oh. Purple floor. I think it's amethyst. That's my uh, birthstone. Oh. All right. That was a blue one. So, here we go. Rose Quartz, we'll do three cards. One. A little three-card Monty. Two. And... Put that one around. Three. All right? All right. Three cards for Mr. McMahon. All right, we got this Rose Quartz going over there. All right. You want to do your draw? Yeah. All right, do your draw. Uh, well, should I start to flip yeah, mine flip over? Yeah, yours, because, you know, of course, I got the same... I, I pulled the friggin' microwave far away from my face. But I got the same deck I got last week, and this friggin' thing is hard to read. Friggin' thing? This friggin' thing. All right, uh, let's see. First one. How, how do you know uh, what uh, place they're in? I think they're in alphabetical order of whatever the name says. Okay, so first one is Baba Yaga... Baba Yaga. The Baba Yaga, which I think that comes from, isn't that from, uh, what's that called? Uh, uh, is it? John Wick? Oh, Mama and Yaya and Baba. <laughs> um, so, Baba Yaga, this is the card upside down. That's the goddess. Says, lost, uh, lost within a forest, dark, borrowing others' light and spark. Mm -hmm. No need to steal to be seen. Find your way and shine supreme. By the power of the dark goddess in me, protection in place, blessed be. Um, so every time you steal someone's thunder, you are being taken away. 
You're taking away their moment that they have earned. Trying to win praise for oneself by preempting someone else's attempt to impress is is a completely fake uh, way to receive adulation. Baba Yaga knows what it's like to be without love and understands that you sometimes need to steal the limelight in order to be noticed. However, Baba Yaga does not look kindly on those who have more than they need in life and she will take away from those who don't appreciate what they have. Oh, shit. Do you really want Baba Yaga to teach you her hard lesson in understanding loss? Mm. Then start to appreciate what really does matter in life. Give praise where it is due and learn to cherish who you are. Baba Yaga offers to lead you out of the dark forest that ensnared you for a while. Um, So how do you know when it means upside down? Um, Is that foresight or revealed? um, I think it's... uh, Let me see. Hold on. It's not... I didn't really use that deck too much yet. Yeah. I think it means... How to use this deck. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't say. Let me see. Interpretation. Well, no. Obviously, if it's if it's, it's upside down, one. it's the one that's, like, saying, like, she does this that's for good. But if you fuck with her, then, you know, obviously, this man is falling on the wrong side of her uh, scales. It says, uh, spend time connecting with the forest. You have lost sight of who you are. Something has been lost to you and will return. Don't lose faith. Stop trying to seek attention. You aren't using all of your true potential. Something is being hidden from you. Open your eyes, Vince McMahon. That was the first card. Second card is the Nuba. Nuba? uh, Regular side up? Hmm. All right. Now, let's see what this is. Nuba, denial. Eyes wide shut, ignore, not true. Being mean just will not do. Denial only feeds the doubt. Acceptance simply ends the drought. By the power of the dark goddess in me, protection in place, blessed be. Uh, Living in denial is not sustainable. Uh, Whether it is literally so by starving yourself of food or more figuratively by closing yourself off of love or ignoring the truth about past events. Uh, Stopping yourself from experiencing life simply because it might be it might have a bad outcome is to be stuck in a constant state of drought. Nothing has the opportunity to change for the better. And doing this to others is just plain cruel. Uh, What you give out you will return to you tenfold. Nuba comes to you now with an offer to deprive this miserly miserly behavior of all power if you are willing she can arrest the winds of torment in your life and dry up the flood of self-loathing but do remember like the sharpened sword she wields there are two sides should you cause suffering unto others by withholding from them the goddess will quick to will be quick to render you powerless until you relent and care for those you have hurt uh, make peace with a family member express your love more often with a kiss or hug or tell people I love you uh, take better care of your body drink more water every day be generous with your time rein in excesses in your life stop pooping on people Vince McMahon yeah uh, and then we have the last one uh, how would you pronounce that Kate is that a C Kate Kai Kyleinch Kyleach uh, born to survive, fight for life, serve sufferance of tears and strife. Endurance strong fuels the drive. Tis all that's needed to survive. By the power of the dark goddess in me, protection in place, blessed be. Uh, I guess these all end the same way. Uh, you certainly are a survivor. You have knocked down... Uh, 
but have got back up so many times you've lost count. The proverbial school of hard knocks awards you a gold star for your absolute tolerance and tenacity. Uh, fighting to keep your head above water for so long has been a hard-fought battle, and you are worn down by the struggle. The fearsome Kaliach uh, has stormed into your life to bring about transitional relief. This divine hag demands your respect and advises a little caution on your part, but in return she will advise you uh, how to navigate Navigate troubled times and difficult situations. Uh, life has gifted you with more than your fair share of tough experiences, so now is the time to take your survivor skills to the next level and share all that you've come to learn with others who will be inspired by your continued endurance and fortitude. Uh, you will work hard and inspire many. The worst is behind you. Experiences make you stronger. Take stock and seek the lessons within. Weight training will build your strength, <laughs> both physically and mentally, all is well. Okay, I don't think that these were the right lessons for Vince McMahon to learn. No, I think they were. What do you I think really? they were because like the second one was saying like you know if you're in like a dom sub relationship and you're withholding too much which is what he was actually doing with that chick yeah you're gonna get fucked up but the first two cards said exactly that yeah true. and then the third one said like you know you've endured a lot in your life you build a big empire uh, but you need to fucking you need to start going with that crone energy motherfucker instead of keep going after these uh, maidens you're 78 years old yo he pooped on people yeah he shouldn't do that. <laughs> Not unless you're in a goddamn old folks home. All right. Well, that was my Oracle reading. Using I like just, honestly, I was hoping that I, that's what I was going to get. And I got my Nazi deck again. And, um, <laughs> Go figure. I did not see that coming. Um, so I got three. Uh, all three of my cards are upside down. The first one is the Six of Cups. Uh-oh. Um, and the, the cult, uh, Culta Botanica uh, Flower of this one is the star jasmine um since ancient times the of the oh jesus god i can't read since ancient times the chinese stars with inflorescence of delicate creamy white flowers distinguished by a persistent and sweet smell was considered in its homeland a symbol of femininity and friendship this liana is perfect for gates charmingly braiding trellises gazebos fences and walls its crown can easily be shaped like a pyramid or an arch and used to decorate columns the fragrance and life-giving chi energy smoothly flowing near the chinese star create cozy home atmosphere it should re be remembered though that all parts of the plant are poisonous and the strong smell of the flower can sometimes cause headaches so uh this is upside down oh. so uh, i think uh, mr mcmahon got a little bit too many uh too close to the stars. Oh, okay. He got a little bit... He, got, he flew a little too close to the sun. Um, the classic meaning of the uh, Six of Cups is simple joys, nostalgia, greetings from the past, <laughs> memories, uh, childhood, joy, help, trust, old friends, little happiness, home, and reasons in the past. Oh. So it's, it's looking like you're getting some shit coming up from your past. Literally. Uh, literally. Yeah. Yeah. We're a little bit too spot on with these. <laughs> Second one I got uh, was uh, the Page of Cups uh, uh, upside down. The classic meaning, I'm sorry, the flower is the big leaf periwinkle. Um, uh, 
if a guy and a girl eat a periwinkle leaf together, then there will wait. Then there will be strong love between them. From periwinkle and the symbol of fertility, oats, wreaths were woven from the f- for the bride and groom. Glasses on the wedding table were entwined with periwinkle stems. They believe that periwinkle protects from unclean forces and witchcraft. Then, therefore, they hung it over windows and doors. Periwinkle planted near the house brings happiness. Mm. The big leaf periwinkle can be found only in the nature, only in the yeah nature of the North Caucasus. The main feature is the interesting shape of the petals and the weaving of the stem. Interesting shapes attract the attention of gardeners and florists. Uh, The classic meaning of the page of cups is news, affection, innocence, innocence reversed, (laughs) falling in love, naivety, romanticism, peace after a quarrel, settling conflicts, inability to focus on one thing, uh, intuition, news that touches your heart. Romantic relationships, tenderness, and sentiment, sentimentality. Oh my God, how do you say that? Sentimentality. Yeah. So uh, it looks like some relationships from your past are uh, creeping up on you, buddy. Oh. Pretty I wonder much, how pretty, long. Pretty much dead off. Did well, you eat a periwinkle with this lady, oh. sir? Maybe that will fix your. Maybe that will uh, cleanse you both of the witchcraft that you've both been taking part of. They just need to per- eat a periwinkle. You got a periwinkle a little bit. Okay. They got to eat it together though. Oh. At the same time. Uh, Lady and the Tramp. Exactly. They gotta eat it Lady and the Tramp style. Gotcha. And then their loves will be washed clean. Their loves. (laughs) Okay. The last one I have here is the wands. Oh my god. What number is this? The wands. uh, Ivy. (laughs) Is that four? Uh, The crocus. The crocus. The crocus and the willow. The crocus, okay. I never... Hocus crocus. Hocus crocus. Okay, so the flower, the crocus. Um, uh, This is the name of the flower for the yellow color of its stamens. Um, In the language of flowers, a symbol of happiness, fun, and joy. Crocus symbolizes endurance and vitality, the arrival of spring, and the beginning of a new life. According to legend, crocuses are children of the rainbow. They appeared on Earth after the first cold spring rain and were white like snow. But the sun peeped out, a shining rainbow appeared in the dark sky and painted the petals in bright colors. The ancient Greeks associated crocus with the goddess of the morning dawn, Eos, which also points the crocus as a symbol of the awakening of nature from sleep and the triumph of life. Spring crocus embodies the renewal and freshness of the perception of feelings. Mm. Um, the classic meaning of the card is prosperity, harmony, enjoyment of the result of work, rest, rest on our laurels, rest outside the city, countryside, the joy of life. We have done a nice job and we will have a nice rest, a happy home and a happy life. Now that's the classic meaning of the card. Uh, this is upside down. So yeah. the opposite of all that for Mr. McMahon. Whoa. Boy, you done fucked up. I got so, three, like, reverse cards for you that I picked. Mine's are three right side up. Really? Yeah, yeah. Pretty weird. Pretty weird. And they're pretty dead on, too. Yeah. I mean, so you think he's going to uh, pay the rest of the money? You think he's going to... He I to feel step like down. he's got, like, a little bit of an argument if 
Like, I don't think there's any argument. Not you can an ever argument. Win not an argument. He's not going to win it in court. No, no. But like, but if you're in a sexual relationship with somebody and yeah. you're like interchanging like like sexual like text messages with somebody else, like if a judge looks at that and says like, okay, you've been agreeing to this stuff. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, because you didn't get the money. You're pressing charges. Right. Like, I'm, I'm a little, I'm taking a little pause. I'm not saying she's lying and didn't get treated like shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying that maybe there's a path for forgiveness here. You know what I'm going to say? What? I'm going to come. Do not come. <laughs> but I also, it. I think you're fucked, Mr. McMahon. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, he's done. Uh, well, uh, there you go, everyone. Uh, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, make sure you tag Vince McMahon and all these, uh, uh, releasings and maybe he'll respond. You didn't see a goddamn thing. I don't want him to poop on me. What if he broke in here like that guy from that you documentary? You don't think he could get out of the way before he, he got his butthole out well, and what like, I'm saying oh, you? Is what I'm saying is what if he came in, right, and then he tied you up immediately as soon as he came in and then he was like, I, I want you to watch what I'm going to do to him. And then he came over and then he tied me up and then he shit on me. That's a nightmare. Oh, my God. I don't want that to happen. Take that out of my ma- mind now. Well, well how are we going to... Why do you even bring it up? We're going to have to sue Vince God McMahon. damn it. All right. We uh, need to get some petunias over here. Yeah. What was the other... Periwinkles. The, the peri- we got to eat a periwinkle together. Yeah. Well, how do we... I thought that was a crayon. No. Well, that's a color, but the actual flower. Oh. All right. Well, let's go That'll find some of those. Vince McMahon from pooping on you. All right. All right, then. We'll get some of those flowers... Uh, we'll look out. Uh, if you guys see Vince McMahon coming, please let us know. Yeah. Uh, thank you uh, for tuning in, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. Thank you. See ya. Love you. really stink. We were just singing the baby to sleep. Wake up, little Betty Bites. Have you been Betty Bites? It was waking me up. When I lay me down to sleep. When the soul identifies with Maya, it forgets. Thus the soul is temporarily in darkness. It is deluded, and it dreams the mortal dream. Becoming increasingly involved and confused, the soul remains bound up with the world. The intuitive faculty becomes suppressed and its perception of truth blotted out.